0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Election years of bullish corn and soybean markets. The corn market has been trending lower since the June spike high and from the beginning of the past year before that, in a stair-step erosion style, and a failure to respond to bullish news. The trade funds have been selling into rallies for months and have held those short positions to where they now have significant equity. Friday's USDA reports were just a validation of what the funds were always thinking. They knew that farmers still held physical inventories were willing to take the opposite side of that position. The farm trade was hoping that fundamentals would improve or something would get better, but the reality of things was announced in Friday's quartet of negative reports. Now that USDA has finalized 2013 crop production and subsequent demand to update the balance sheet, is there anything else new bearish to add to these fundamentals? Hard to see where it would come from, at least not from the supply side. Bearish U.S. supply news is in the market. In corn, they do have farmers caught long the physical commodity so that market may struggle while ownership changes hands. I warned recently about the John Deere low that typically occurs next month as farmers raise cash to pay bills. My firm payment is due March 1st. This could blunt spring seasonal strength. Farmers have been holding on to an optimistic outlook, thinking that they'll sell on friendly January reports or seasonal strength thereafter. After three years of record net farm income, farmers are not broke yet. They can be stubborn. Yes, the highest net farm income ever in history occurred during the Biden administration. That conflicts with the Make America Great Again Red Hat theme. The record corn yield came in part because the USDA reduced harvested acres in drought areas. The math, then increases the average yield of those acres that get picked, raising the average overall. It was nevertheless still a below trend line yield during an El Nino year, which defied odds as well. Several years of drought has flattened the curve, which will certainly spring forth after an above trend line yield when the drought is cured. If USDA has finally convinced farmers that the markets are bearish after recent losses, bend doors will open on any decent market recovery. They first break producer psychology as they bait the trap. Basis is mixed, better than the historical average basis in the western Corn Belt, but under the historical average in the Delta. The Mississippi Delta region is getting rain and snow, so the moisture will eventually work its way into the river, and barge capacity will recover. Prices have fallen far enough to where cheap prices start curing cheap prices by invigorating some new demand. The USDA did not improve exports in Friday's reports, but low prices in a weaker dollar may do that as the year progresses there is still more potential for ethanol demand growth. Most importantly, this is 2024, which is an election year. Alan Kleiss, a well-known market analyst who is published by Successful Farming Magazine, points out how green markets have done well in election years, regardless of political parties. Corn and Soviet markets posted strong rallies in the past five election years, and here we are starting 2024 from depressed low price levels. Excluding the 2012 drought year, historically these rallies have averaged $1.37 in corn and 3.49 in beans. Tell me for sure that we've seen the low for 2024 and that we can use math to calibrate upside targets. This would be more than enough to profit from storage. Spring seasonal strength could be muted by the large inventory that farmers need to sell. It would also suggest that previously made cash sales would need to be replaced with futures these markets may not begin their run higher until summer. No suggestion here that these markets could not languish a while longer first, but at some point, 2024 lows should present a buying opportunity for the election year surge. We are 75% sold on corn, and right now I am less concerned about where and when we should sell the remaining 25% than I am about missing a buying opportunity to repurchase already made sales. Using Friday's 441 low in corn, the average rally target would be 577 before the fall election. We were only 20% sold on soybeans, but the election year upside target from Friday's low would be 1552. I can wait. I know that those prices seem lofty today, but don't they always? Kleist thinks that the Fed has done raising interest rates, and I do too. However, I am not convinced that they will reduce rates as quickly as the markets now have built in, or six times this year as it's currently dialed in. I think that the Fed will find a way to start bringing rates down before the fall election. If they do, the dollar should weaken, and that will help U.S. grain exports and prices. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com and call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Future trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial. Each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.